Hare Krishna, Panchakalpa, Tribhyascha, Yatasindu, Bhyegacha, Patitanam, Padani, Bhyavaisha, 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 Welcome to the continuation of our class on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 23, Jnana Yoga. We are up to text number 6. This is Krishna's opening uh, uh, statement. Um, but today is also the appearance day of Adwaita Acharya. So I thought I'd read a few little excerpts from Chaitanya Charitamrita in honor of Adwaita Acharya, Bhaktavatara. Um, here's the, some pranam mantras for Adwaita Acharya in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is uh, Ari Lila, chapter 1. Uh, so, uh, text 12 and 13 are mantras for Adwaita Charya. Text 12 goes, Mahavishnu Jagat Karta, Mayaya Yasvijatsadaha, Tasyavatara Evayam, Adwaita Charya Ishwaraha. Lord Adwaita Acharya is the incarnation of Mahavishnu whose main function is to create the cosmic world through the actions of Maya. Then text 13, Adhyayetam harinad dvaitad acharyam bhaktisamshanat bhaktavatarayam bhaktavataram ishamtam adhyayetacharyam ashvaye. Because he is none different from Hari, the Supreme Lord, he is called Advaita, and because he propagates the cult of devotion, he is called Acharya. He is the Lord and the incarnation of the Lord's devotee, therefore I take shelter of him. That's in the very beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita, where obeisances are paid to Chaitanya, Nityananda, Acharya, Panchatattva, and so on. Now this is a little excerpt from uh, Madhya Lila. Uh, ch uh, chapter 15, called, uh, the title is Sarva Boma Bhattacharya Offers Prasadam. So there's this little story here of Lord Chaitanya and Advaitacharya together, beginning with text 7. I'll just read the English here. Uh, Sitting in his room, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would chant on his beads, and Advaita Prabhu would come there to worship the Lord. While worshipping Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Advaita Acharya would offer him scented water to wash his mouth and feet. Then Advaita Acharya would smear very fragrant sandalwood pulp all over his body. Sri Advaita Prabhu would also place a flower garland around the Lord's neck and Tulsi flowers, manjaris, on his head. Then, with folded hands, Advaita Acharya would offer obeisances and prayers unto the Lord. After being worshipped by Advaita Acharya, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would take the dish containing flowers and tulsi, and with whatever paraphernalia remained, worship <coughs> Advaita Acharya.
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would worship Advaita Acharya by chanting the mantra, Whatever you are, you are. But I offer my own respects unto you. In addition, the Lord would make some sounds within his mouth that would make Advaita Acharya laugh. <laughs> so the mantra is that he worshipped Advaita Acharya. Yo si so si namastu te. Yo si. Uh, yaha asi. Whatever you are. Sahasi. So you are. Whatever you are, that you are. Namastute, I offer my obeisances to you. That's the mantra with which Lord Chaitanya Acharya Yo si so si namastute. In this way, Advaita Acharya and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would offer their respectful obeisances to each unto each other. Then Advaita Acharya would extend an invitation to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu again and again. So then he says that story about oh, is you can read in Chaitanya Bhagavat, so this is where that little episode. So the, remember that mantra, Yosi Sosi These are some of their activities. Okay, so now uh, we are in this in this chapter on Janata Yoga, the Lord has been speaking. Uh, remember it started out with talking about uh, neither praising nor blaming other people or their conditioned nature uh, but rather one should see uh, ekatmaka the, everybody based on one, one absolute truth uh, combination of material nature and enjoy, enjoying souls, but it's all uh, the body is in the soul, but it's all actually, as we know, energy is the same thing. Because if you start praising and criticizing people, uh, you're in the world of duality <coughs> and you will become entangled in the uh, illusion. Uh, and they have given the example in text 3. Uh, when you go to sleep, first there's, to take rest, first there's dreaming, and then deep dreamless sleep. So you get material duality, you get bewilderment and death. So it's like a kind of sleeping state. Neither you're in touch with what's going on. Uh, uh, so he then says uh, the pre uh, that that uh, what's here is not the ultimate truth, and what you can say in this world, this world of duality, is actually good or bad, and how can you measure it? Uh, and then the, the text five is comparing to shadows, echoes, and mirages, abasa. Uh, the, uh, the, it reflected or images of things cast by sound echoing or shadows or mirages, reflections and so on. Uh, uh, they looks like real perception, uh, but it's not. Uh, so, uh, 
disidentification, your idea of yourself is wrong based on the body, but nevertheless, even though your identity, your idea of yourself is wrong, that identification causes real fear. So now we go on uh, to text 6 and 7 in front of us here. Uh, these two texts are translated together. It's a little long because also 7 has an extra line in it. So instead of four lines, there's five lines are all together. Uh, so now, well, let's just uh, read through the, the Sanskrit and then we'll uh, break it down. Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya So six goes Atmaiva Taddidam Vishvam Shridjate Shridjati Prabhu Trayate Trayai Excuse me, Trayate Trati Vishvatma, Riyate Harati Shvaraha. And then seven goes Tasmana Hyatmanon Yasmad, Anyobavo Nirupitaha, Nirupite Yam Trivida, Nirmula Bhatiratmani, Idam Guna Mayam Vidhi. So the uh, running translation of this uh, uh, the super soul this is text 6 the super soul alone is the ultimate controller and creator of this world and thus he alone is also the created Similarly, the soul of all existence himself both maintains and is maintained, withdraws and is withdrawn. And then seven goes on. No other entity can be properly ascertained as separate from him, the supreme soul, who nonetheless is distinct from everything and everyone else. The appearance of the threefold material nature which is perceived within him has no actual basis. Rather, you should understand that this material nature composed of the three modes is simply the product of his illusory potency. Uh, so, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says concerning these two verses, uh, they're answering a question that will arise in the intelligent hearer or reader. How can duality described in the scriptures, which speak of creation, be considered false? What's false about this duality? Because it speaks of creation, it comes that you know talks about it it's in the scripture. What is what is makes it false? Uh, uh, because and then so in, in the sixth verse, uh, this kind of interesting atmaiva 
Tadidam Vishvam. So here in, in, in the first verse you see the Supreme Lord is mentioned here as Atma, Eva. Uh, here Atma here refers to the Supreme Soul. And then at the end of that first line, Prabhu, the Lord, here. Then Vishvatma, Atma then Vishvatma, the universal soul. Uh, and then finally Ishwara, the, the Lord. So he's mentioned uh, three times here uh, as the Atma, the Prabhu, the Vishvatma, <coughs> and Ishvaraha. Uh, so it says, the Atma alone, uh, Tadidam means, this, Tadidam Vishvam, this universe, uh, uh, he is, he is, it's saying he is the uh, ultimate controller and creator, uh, this Prabhu of the Idam Vishvam, but the Atma, Shriyate Shrijati. He is created and creates. He's both. The Lord creates the universe and is created. Then, this Vishvatma, Trayate Trati. He protects and is protected. Riyate Harati. Uh, he withdraws it and is withdrawn. So you see those three states. He creates, maintains, and destroys. Right? Those are the three phases that are here. And he is both the one who sends it forth and is sent forth, who maintains it and is maintained, uh, and then who winds it up and is wound up himself. Pretty far out, huh? <laughs> That's what it says. And so when they say this, the super soul alone is the ultimate and controller and creator the world, wor world, and thus he alone is also the created. Similarly, the soul of all existence himself both maintains and is maintained, withdraws and then withdraws. So creation, maintenance, and destruction. All three phases are there. And the Lord is involved with his uh, different names. And uh, 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 in, in all of these uh, phases. When Banu Swami uh, uh, translates this, it's a little simpler. The Lord creates the universe and is created. He maintains the universe and is maintained. He destroys the universe and is destroyed. A little blunter and, and simpler, but that's basically what it says here. So then, uh, when we get to the second part, Tasman na hyatmano niasmat. Then him. 
other than him, uh, there's nothing else which is distinct. Hmm? Basically, it's what it's saying. Uh, but yet, at the same time, uh, well, let's see how they, no other entity can be properly ascertained as separate from him. Yet, uh, nonetheless, separate from him, the Supreme Soul, who nonetheless is distinct from everything and everyone else. So this is, you know, by the time we, we get to Lord Chaitanya's formulation of these, these kind of statements, uh, things like nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. Chintya Veda Veda Tattva. Uh, the way Banu Swami translated, nothing other than Paramatma exists, but he is different from everything. So he uses that more explicitly. But that's basically, you know, that's what the, the Sanskrit has said. Then him, there is nothing, but there is nothing other that, that is distinct. Uh, anyasmat, anya, there's no other distinct thing. Uh, or entity, other entity, Nirupitaha, they use this word Nirupita, can be discerned. Uh, then it goes on, Nirupite Yam Trivita. Now here we have a different idea what this Trivita is. Uh, uh, this Nirupita, that's what has been uh, established and ascertained threefold, Trivita, three parts. Uh, uh, and the, the, the three parts can be uh, according to uh, the BBT translation and following you know, some other commentator some commentator is the threefold material nature uh, meaning threefold material nature uh, uh, the three modes creation, maintenance, and destruction. Uh, when uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur discusses this, he refers to the three types of sufferings that you undergo. Remember these? The Adibaltic, Adidaivic, and Adiyatmic. The source of your suffering are those from uh, your own body and mind, Adiyatmic, uh, Adibaltic, from other Buddhas, living beings or living things, foreign soldiers, whatever, uh, and Adidaiva, uh, fate, the, the devas, uh, things that happen in yeah, their own accord. So those are the three types of suffering. So you can take it. And usually when there's different, under, you know, they're all true. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Uh, uh, so here, when they translate it, uh, the appearance of the threefold material nature, which is perceived within him, has no actual basis. Not the threefold material nature, but the appearance of the threefold material nature. Uh, rather, you should understand that this material nature com 
composed of the three molds is simply the product of his illusory potency, the potency that causes <coughs> illusions. Uh, the way Swami says, know that the universe made of gunas and the three types of sufferings are created by my inconceivable energy. So here, uh, I'll read the, the purport from the DBT and then I'll read the, the, the one from Vishnu Chakravarti Tapur. Uh, it's a little bit of a long purport. The absolute truth, Lord Sri Krishna, expands his external potency and thus creates the material cosmos. As with the sun globe and its expanded rays, the Lord and his expanded potencies are simultaneously one and different. That's the standard example. The sun and the sun's rays. Uh, you're standing in the sun, but that's the sunshine. You're not standing in the sun globe. And where does the sun globe in and the sunshine begin? You can't. Let's see. Although to conditioned souls material duality seems to be based on the modes of nature. See, that's what seems to be the basis. What seems is this idea that the whole thing is based on the three modes of nature. The entire material manifestation is actually none different from the Lord and is one of ultimate spiritual nature. There are different kinds of spirit. When, when the illusion as we see it is separate from the Lord, we don't see it as integrated with his own existence. When you see it that way, then you start to see that uh, that Maya uh, or, or, or that matter is Krishna's energy covered by sense gratification. And that what sense gratification is separates the energy from the Lord. Once, you th once we think I'm the enjoyer and the controller, I'm implicitly taking God's place. The enjoyer and the controller is Krishna. Once I have even a little bit, you know, and people, people want to say, how much is mine and how much is God's? And he's got to give me some. But I once heard Prabhupada on the tape talking to, to some uh, Indian man from, uh, who had obviously, was a Christian, and had obviously been converted by having told a scandal of Hinduism that you worship a God who uh, goes out with other men's wives. And he, he, he said to Prabhupada, how can you worship God who is an adulterer? And Prabhupada said, Krishna is not the adulterer. You are the adulterer. All women belong to God. And Prabhupada was so shocked. Here's a man proud of being a pious Christian, and I only have sex with my wife, and she's mine. He says, no, that, she belongs to God. All women belong to God. You are the adulterer. And all those go, they're all, all gods. Other people have the illusion that they may be enjoying them, but no, Krishna is the enjoyer. All women belong to God. And this is when I realized, when I, when I heard this tape, that, that I, I uh, was uh, still opposed to Krishna because what happened, 
what happened is I felt this thing when I heard this tape. I heard what? Not one for me? <laughs> all of them? You get all of them? <laughs> not one? And I, there was just like some some anger or envy at God for like being so like comprehensive, you know. <laughs> it was there. All women belong to God. Because usually the Karmakanda religion is this is yours and this is mine and you approve my sense gratification and as long as I acknowledge it and thank you for it, you know, everything's cool. And you can get somewhere. That's, you get another term of birth in the material world and if you uh, enjoy those things according to the scriptural rules and regulations you'll get good karma but you won't go back to Godhead. You won't be saved in the ultimate sense of the term. Well, that's a fact. So all women belong to God. Uh, and uh, anyway, so uh, that's what's been said here. Where were they? But in reality, everything is simply an expansion of the potency of the Supreme Lord. Foolishly, the conditioned soul tries to lord it over material nature, but the Lord himself, being none different from the nature, is actually uh, is its only true proprietor. In several places, the Srimad Bhagavatam has given the example of the spider spinning its web by expanding the thread from its own mouth. So that the example is there, like a spider spins a web, sits on it, brings it back in again. Although the Lord is the unique supreme personality of Godhead above everyone and everything, he is simultaneously and inconceivably non-different from everything. The inconceivable part it is is that is that you can't think of him as either one or the other, as one and as different. Neither of those are correct. Therefore, it is the Lord Himself who is manifested when the Lord creates. It is the Lord Himself who is maintained. And the Lord maintains, and is the Lord Himself who is withdrawn at the time of annihilation. Then they go on, although the Lord is not different from both his spiritual abode and his material creation, still the spiritual abode, Vaikuntha, is always superior to the material manifestations. Both matter and spirit are energies of the Lord. Yet the spiritual energy is molded into the eternal forms of bliss and knowledge, whereas the temporary forms of matter are symbols of ignorance and frustration for the conditioned soul who covet them. The difference between internal and external energy is that when Krishna is dealing with his internal energy, he is actually affected by it. He has complete interchanges. He is, for example, controlled by Radha's love for him. He becomes controlled by love, prema vashaha. This is one of Krishna's. He's controlled by love. 
of those devotees who are completely surrendered to him. So, so Krishna has one relationship with that energy, and the external energy a different relationship. They're both his energies, and both sets none different from him, but, but he is not affected by the external energy, but he allows himself to become affected by the internal energy. That's uh, uh, that's the difference in, in, in this way. And, and what makes the and with what makes this the external energy is here. You have the capacity to not see the relationship with Krishna. That's the avidya. In the spiritual world, that avidya has no entrance. The deluding potency has no entrance into that world, that, 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 that place. Everything is only connected with Krishna. As soon as you want to separate something out, you turn out you're here. Yeah. So, every, every, so that's why Prabhupada said that the material world can be as good as Vaikuntha if we deal it the, the right way. In other words, it's not exactly Vaikuntha, but, you, but, the, but the devotee who's there and who see, deals with it properly will not feel any inconvenience. Whatever is happening to the body doesn't experience it as happening to, to himself or to herself. So there's no fear, there's no... I can live without my body, no problem. Uh, the the Supreme Lord is himself the reservoir of all pleasure and is thus near to his devotees. The presumption that the Lord cannot give us complete pleasure is due to our misidentifying him as a product of the material modes of nature. You think, yeah, I won't do it for me. How do I know if I get full Krishna consciousness, I'll be un- I won't be satisfied in every respect, you know. That may be a doubt. As a result, we pursue false happiness in the deadly embrace of Maya and thus deviate from our eternal loving relationship with Lord Krishna. The one thing that we know about relationships in the spiritual world is that they're always increasing. Beauty, bliss, happiness, it never, incre- it never stops, always new. It is not that you're going to finally say, yeah, I've had enough of Krishna, you find somebody else, you know. His jokes are always funny. <laughs> if he tells you the same joke, this time he tells it a different way, and all those kind of things. Just don't get tired of, of, of what he's doing. And, you know, one of Krishna's names is Hashagrami, the village clown. <laughs> he makes the whole village laugh. So one thing is, is that God has a sense of humor. You don't think of that way, but he, had, he has a sense of humor. Uh, and uh, it keeps everybody really entertained in all kinds of different ways. And you don't really find out who you are or what you want, what you are. Your own identity doesn't become clear to you until we are in relationship with Krishna, and then we find out who we are. 
and what our real destiny is. Uh, uh, so that's not Maya. Uh, the same verse now is describing here. Uh, uh, here Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, How can duality described in the scriptures, which speak of creation, to be considered false? This is explained in two verses. Uh, the Supreme Lord creates the universe and he is also created. There is no duality. He maintains the universe and is maintained there is no object other than Paramatma, which is all, who is also different from the objects he cre- creates. Anyasma, yeah, it's a separate thing, different from others. The perception of pain arising from self, others, or nature is baseless. That's the threefold distinction, the other one, Adhyatmakadabhatikadidaivik. If Paramatma alone is the universe, how can these three factors, self, others, and nature, exist? Since Paramatma, by nature, is devoid of these three types of suffering, why then are these three perceived? That's your question. The answer is, they are created by my inconceivable energy. So they're not, you know, those perceptions are created. This is the meaning given by the supporters of Parinama Vada. Uh, so that's what one are understanding that everything is a transformation of Krishna's energy, Shakti Parinama Vada. Or they are created by ignorance. This is the interpretation of Vivartavada. Uh, see, this is called Jnana Yoga, and these are the two, the Mayavadis are called Vivartavada. They are created by ignorance. Whose ignorance? It's not. It's not has no home. <laughs> it can't be the jiva's ignorance that creates these things because the, the the jiva itself is a product of ignorance, right? There's only one thing, Brahman. Oh, then Brahman must be ignorant. No, that ignorance can you know. So you you have this this uh, this uh, problem. But so here they they. they Krishna has this energy which is the deluding potency. And, uh, uh, and the place in the spiritual, in Krishna's kingdom where this deluding potency works is with a small group of wayward souls who want to be independent of Krishna. And that's what we call that the material world. Okay, so that's that's the, the idea. So uh, there are other verses, you know. They, they, there's there's the verse. Uh, there's the Srimad Bhagavatam in four verses, the Chatur Shogi Bhagavatam. Uh, so in, in there, uh, Krishna is explaining, giving the Bhagavatam in a nutshell to Brahma, and there he says, uh, before the creation, only I existed. I'm sorry. They, Sanskrit's gone out of my head, but before the creation, only I existed. While the creation is there, I still am alone existing, and after the creation is dissolved, I alone still continue to exist. There's only one thing. 
That's a, that's a, that's a definition of Brahman, that by, by which there is Ekam Eva Adityya Brahman. This is an Upanishad. I think the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. Brahman is that besides which there is no second thing. And Krishna is the Param Brahman. So, so that's, uh, that's these places everywhere, these statements of non-duality, uh, we accept them. But, you know, so one way to describe our philosophy is qualified non-dualism. I have a book by a scholar named Sheridan about the, the Srimad Bhagavatam, and he, he calls it the theistic non-dualism of the Bhagavatam, the different ways of putting it, this idea. It's theistic, because really the strict non-dualism uh, of Mayavada philosophy is not theistic, because the Supreme Lord is also a product of illusion. Any, any individual or any... The word is vishesha. Uh, vishesha is 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 a, a concrete particular that can be named or distinguished from something else. Uh, so the Mayavad philosophy is called nirvishesha, and the Buddhist philosophy is called shunyavada. Nirvishesha, shunyavada. The Prabhupada came and discovered. New York City, the two things that were prominent from the East was Nirvishesha and Sunyavada. They were either following uh, Mayavad philosophy or Buddhism of some kind. Um, uh, uh, so, so we this is a, there are Visheshas, uh, but the, but the, they're included in the one. So, And it's a darshan. Darshan means a way to see, a vision to see. And you just start thinking that way, and understanding that way, and gradually you'll come to see it and experience it. Okay, let's go on. So Avishma Chakravarti wants to say that, that you could you could read any of these verses either through Harinamavada or Vivarta Vada, if you wanted to hear. Um, so then we come to text number eight. Uh, this goes like this. Etad vidvan madutitam, shnana vichana naipunam, na nanindati machastauti, okay, suryavat. One who has properly understood the process of becoming firmly fixed in theoretical and realized knowledge, as described herein by me does not indulge in material criticism or praise. Like the sun, he wanders freely throughout this world. Uh, so this, remember this is Nanindati Nastauti. Stuta, stuti is to praise, you know, prayers, stuti, to. So, so, so that, remember the beginning opening story of Krishna, one should neither praise or blame. 
so one who knows this uh, 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 what is this knowledge described by, by me Gyanavigyana Naipunyam uh, the word Naipunyam Naipuna uh, they translate here as being fixed the status of being fixed. Uh, it comes from the word nipuna, which means generally perfect, complete, absolutely. So nipuna, then uh, you kind of intensify it or make it into an adjunct, naipuna, uh, with a I be yeah, a little uh, to the first vowel, naipunya, naipunam. The status of being fixed, they say here. Uh, so, or uh, can be meaning expert. Like the six Goswamis, Nana, Shasta, Vichara, Naiko, Nipuno, they are expert, Nipuna, in, in scrutinizing these studies, Nana, Shastra, Vichara means studying carefully, he's expert in that. Those expertise, a kind of being expert in a way, and so therefore uh, fixed. Uh, in Jnana Vijnana, uh, 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 so generally the way Prabhupada is translated Jnana Vijnana, knowledge and realization. Uh, Sometimes Prabhupada Jnana is book knowledge and uh, Vijnana realized knowledge. Generally, the the name for what we, if you want to translate a contemporary ideal, what science is into Sanskrit, you use Vijnana because it's ascertained or experienced knowledge. You see for yourself. Uh, so these things, the two reflect of jnana and vijnana. Although, uh, interesting, based on Sri uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, Banu Swati uses this knowledge and specialized knowledge. It's another understanding, I guess, of vijnana. Uh, and nindati does not criticize, not just does not praise. Uh, and then Loke Charati Suryavat. He, Char, the first Sanskrit verb I ever learned. Char means to go, wander, or graze. Uh, he wanders or goes around Loke in the world, Suryavat, like the sun. Like the sun, he wanders freely throughout the, this world. Banuswami uh, translates it. Like the sun, he acts equally to all. Again, uh, here's, a, here's our purport. Here's in uh, Bhagavatam, BBT. Uh, Every living entity emanates from the Supreme Lord and is thus naturally full of realized knowledge. So that's a good point. This knowledge is actually innate. So he says naturally full of realized knowledge. But when one becomes attached to praising or criticizing material good and bad for one's personal sense gratification, 
one's expert knowledge of the Lord becomes covered. The expert knowledge of the Lord means that you experience Krishna everywhere. You have that vision of unity uh, within uh, enclosing all of variety. A pure devotee should neither love nor hate any aspect of material illusion. He should rather accept what is favorable for serving Krishna and reject whatever is unfavorable following the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master. The, uh, yeah, there's basically no commentary here from Vishnu Chakravarti except he uses this knowledge and specialized knowledge. Acts like the sun equal to all. That's what Bhagaswami translates as following his thing. Uh, the sun is equal to all in, uh, in one respect. Uh, you can recall uh, this, J- Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. And he says, uh, That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. <laughs> so that's the son. You same everybody, whether you're, whether you're, uh, you're like God, you know, uh, equal to everyone. Sun rises for everybody. Either you know you get light or you don't get light. It's all the same. And rain, which is necessary uh, for life, comes to everybody who happens to be in the right place at the right time. So that's the example of equality uh, so either like the sun he, this idea he goes freely throughout the world or in the world he acts freely loke can be also loka means the world but also means people you know people say in Hindi baba lok means baby children <laughs> baby people <laughs> baba lok <laughs> so that, that's uh, one part of the meaning is, is the people so I guess we should stop there now, huh? Uh, then there's one more verse to go. Uh, that's okay. Uh, and then, and uh, this this is been uh, Krishna speaking now with text ten. We'll get Uddhava's uh, uh, beginning his his response. So now we can uh, see if there are any comments or any questions on this topic. You can text it in or call it in. Adi Devi has a question. She asks, uh, she says, Hare Krishna, how do we reach the stage where we feel like Vaikuntha in the material world? What would be the symptoms of such a person? That, that, uh, I remember once Prabhupada, he was coming out of the Boston temple and it was a winter day in Boston. And there was, it was freezing cold and wet at the same time. 
and this wet, cold snow was falling on everybody, and the wind was blowing. And the devotee with him said, oh, what a miserable day. Prabhupada looked at him and said, you are miserable. <laughs> the day wasn't. Uh, so so we, we have to wean ourselves off of this idea that we are in the enjoyer and the controller. We have a relationship with Krishna. Uh, and the material world gives us facility for forgetting. But if we start using the facility for remembering, th there's no impediment. Uh, we get distracted. Uh, T.S. Eliot, the famous poet uh, of the modern sensibility, who was very conservative and very Christian, by the way, had a line in one of his poems describing this world as distracted from distraction by distraction. <laughs> and certainly distractions are increasing. Uh, you see people standing around together you think they're talking to each other, but they've got their thumbs working busily on their iPhones, and so they're they're in three places at once, you know. And distracting driving is more more and more of a problem. Uh, so this is this is the things that, that that can happen to us in this world. So our 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 process is to try, our, and our mind has been then it's a disturbed and disturbing place normally that's we're this way we're subjected to all kinds of influences and things like that and, and, and so we read in the Bhagavad Gita that you have to deal with the mind the mind is either your friend or it's your enemy and if we haven't conquered it it's the enemy but how can we conquer the mind it's so difficult I mean this is you can read in the what is the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita all Arjuna's objections. I think you can, it can't be done. The mind is strong. It's like trying to control the wind. He says all the all the things that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know it's really the mind, uh, and, and Krishna says it, it can be done uh, by by abhyasa. Uh, constant practice, abhyasa yoga, yuktena, chetasam. By abhyasa yoga, the, the, the abhyasa means things which are done by practice. So, if if and the best way to start is as a devotee, we have a certain obligation to chant the Hare Krishna mantra. So, how do we do it? So, to do abhyasa yoga, you fix the mind on Krishna in the form of the holy name. Nothing is simpler, right? You can say Hare, you can say Krishna, you can say Rama. Very simple. When you say it, it's right there. Your ears are there, your tongue is there, and it's right there in attention to your mind. And then you simply pay attention. And if we start going Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna... Then after, you know, all of a sudden, the mind starts to think of something else. It gets distracted. Uh, 
the cockroach walks on the wall, something happens outside, or some memory, oh my God, I got a call, so, so you know, whatever it may be, hundreds of things come up to pull our mind away. So the practice is that when the mind becomes diverted, as your attention, you're dealing with your attention, you're controlling attention, you put it back on the holy name. You bring, you put it back and you bring it away. We haven't been practicing like that. Or some days it's easy. You wake up in the morning, a nice day, you're very calm. But other day, you know, before you wake up and within within 10 minutes, bad things happen. There's a nasty phone call, you get in a fight with somebody else, you trip and fall and hurt you. You know, whatever. Things can go wrong. It can be easy, but whatever it is, when you chant, you fix the mind. It goes away, you bring it back. This is the practice. Constant practice and detachment, he says. This, So when we're practicing, it's not just an impersonal thing. It's personal. We, we, when we're chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, we're asking Krishna for a relationship. So now I have to show him that I'm interested. So then when my mind goes away, my attention goes away, and my mouth keeps going Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, but my mind is somewhere else, when I bring my mind back and put my attention back in the Holy Name, I am showing Krishna that I'm interested. In other words, I'm asking for a relationship because, because, because the, the Hare Krishna mantra is a prayer. O Lord, O energy of the Lord, please engage me in your service. I'm asking for a relationship. So when we just are concentrating our mind on that prayer, when it goes away, we are also showing Krishna that we are interested. We may not be very successful, we may have really bad days, but we, we bring it back, we keep trying. Krishna notices. He notices your interest. And then things start to change. And then Krishna will let you know, if I, how can I improve my service to you? How can I become more devoted to you? How can I become free from the bondage? He'll show you the next step. And the next step will sit in front of you like a you know, great big thing in a video game, you know, great big diamond in the sky or something, you'll know what it is. Then you have to do it. Then the next thing, it'll, it'll happen. And then you discover you are having an ongoing relationship with Krishna, who's like helping you. Because you're not, this is not, you. if we had to do it ourselves, forget it. But, but when Krishna is going to help us, at our sincere invitation, then it becomes possible. So that that's how we we need to we need to proceed. Uh, and wherever we are, we may be way far away from what the standard is. We just have to be progressing. Whatever is the next step, take it, and then we will keep making progress. And obstacles that seemed insurmountable will start to amazingly dissolve. Because the obstacles are also the illusory energy. <laughs> That's another thing. And then life gets very interesting when we're doing like that. It all gets very, very interesting because all kinds of things start to go on. And there's no day that's not like interesting in this way.
No, that's one answer. My best answer for the day, anyway. <laughs> Nice to have Armadi Davy. That's all the way from the Netherlands back here. Anything else? That's all. Are we getting back next week? No, we're going to have a break. When will we come back again? Week after. Week after next. So there's a break for next week, we can do a little traveling, and then we will connect again. And then we'll be getting with uh, text number nine, and then we'll go on to Uddhava's response. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Ki, Shri Bhagavatam, Ki, Jai.